ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America. Welcome to the 44th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We will we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, it was another wild week in sports, and as usual, I would discuss the highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items that dominated this past week. In 15 minutes, I will welcome today's call-in guest, Paul Cardello, host of Boston-area television station WCTV's Sports Forum, And in a half hour, we will be joined by our weekly expert guest, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post. Well, my highlight of the week is, again, Lynn Sanity, which took a hit last night when he was completely handcuffed by the Miami Heat in his worst game since uh, beginning his epic ascent a mere three weeks ago. And... The best example I can think of of Lynn Sanity, and there are many, is uh, my Sports Illustrated arrived in my mailbox yesterday, and there he was on the cover for the second week in a row, which, in my memory, as a subscriber to Sports Illustrated since I was 13 years old, uh, is a first. Uh, Not a first, but a, a first of this circumstance, meaning it's not like the... NFL playoffs, where maybe you have two in a row. Um, I don't know the details of who has appeared uh, two weeks in a row before, but I'm guessing it might be the first time ever that someone has appeared on two covers in a row for SI, uh, merely in the middle of the regular season. So it just speaks volumes uh, as to uh, how insanity has just... uh, Feels like it's taken over the world. Um, but quickly to last night's game, you know, before we dismiss him as, you know, an, an overnight sensation, uh, let's not forget that he played great just this past Sunday when the Knicks took down uh, the defending champion Dallas Mavericks on national TV. So um, he basically, uh, you know, was due for a dose of reality. I think we all were where Lynn Sanity is concerned. Um, I wasn't surprised last night. I knew immediately uh, the Heat were out to stop him when Mario Chalmers stole the ball from him and dunked literally less than two minutes into the game. And uh, it was later repeated by a teammate, a steal off Lynn, then a dunk. And I really like the Jeremy Lin story. I like Lin Sanity. I like Tebow Mania. So I'm enjoying what's going on. Uh, But the one concern I might have with him would be uh, 
As of last night, he has the most turnovers in his first 11 starts in NBA history. He also has a lot of other firsts, uh, in the, uh, you know, through the first five, six, seven, eight games that were leading scorer ever, most assists, that type of thing. So, uh, you know, he set some records, both positive and negative, but he's got to get the, uh, got to get the turnover thing under control. Reminds me, uh, a little bit of, you know, running back who fumbles and it doesn't matter how talented that running back may be. Uh, and granted football is different than basketball, but you, you know, coaches can't live with turnovers period. I don't care what sport it is. And, uh, it could be Lynn's Achilles heel, just seeing, you know, his pocket picked last night fairly easily, um, you know, makes me think he needs to work on his dribble. Number one, uh, a lot of the other turnovers are from aggressive play, trying to pass the ball in no problem with that. He's a point guard, but again, you know, uh, a record for most turnovers in, in the first 11 starts is an issue. But, you know, and again, last night, not surprising, the Heat are playing absolutely fabulous. It's like they finally arrived at becoming the team that everybody thought they might when the Big Three was first formed. And uh, so, again, I don't think we can uh, get too down on Lynn himself, the Knicks in general, they were coming out back-to-back games. They traveled. All-Star Weekend begins this weekend. So, And the Heat were out to just make a statement, put the exclamation ga- point on the winning streak they've established in recent weeks. And, uh, and they did it, big time. So they served notice. And again, uh, I'm thinking maybe Lynn Sanity will finally even off a bit. And I think it's probably time. In the meantime, it's been... Again, an epic run. A couple of interesting facts. Madison Square Garden. TV ratings, all-time record. MSG stock price, all-time record. Shirt sales, apparel sales of every type imaginable, memorabilia, souvenirs, whatever you want to call it. All of them, all-time records. It has been an incredible uh, 20 or so days since this guy just uh, got to insert it into the lineup uh, from the end of the bench. Uh, obviously, the ethnicity is a huge factor, positive and negative. Uh, positive only in that uh, you know it's drawing so much attention uh, that he is an Asian American. Uh, clearly, a contributing factor to Lynn's sanity in general, as big as it is here in the U.S. By all accounts, it's much, much bigger in Asia. Um, The downside of it, of course, was where uh, ESPN, for example, uh, fired a headline writer and suspended the anchor who read it, or read the headline on air uh, that had an ethnicity uh, line in the headline. So, um, ethnicity reference, should I say. So, it's on both sides. both sides of the ledger there. Uh, to Lynn's credit, he has handled this truly unprecedented situation perfectly. I, I literally can't imagine uh, an athlete handling it any better than he has over, again, less than three weeks. Uh, much like Tebow, again, I made the comparisons to Tebow mania, and uh, I thought Tebow handled that well, and I think Lynn has handled this well. 
Um, one of the interesting facts is uh, last week Sports Illustrated and its story on Lynn, cover story I might add, spoke extensively with a uh, former teammate at Harvard uh, of Lynn's who uh, you know, just had some, some great uh, insight into the whole Lynn story and uh, turns out the, this, uh, this player, I, I went to high school and college with his father. His father is from my hometown, tremendous basketball player at my college, St. Francis of Pennsylvania. And uh, so it was really uh, fascinating to, uh, to have this uh, six degrees of separation, shall we say, with the uh, Lynn Sanity story. And uh, the best quote I read was in this week's Sports Illustrated where Buffalo Bills quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, well-known for being from Harvard, said that basically uh, he's now known as the guy who went to Harvard with Jeremy Lynn when the mirror uh, where prior to this, he was, of course, known as uh, the only quarterback from Harvard uh, in the NFL. So it's just been, again... A fascinating story. The coverage, by any standard, has just been over the top. Uh, it's been just extreme. It's a, it's a great story, but I, I just think it, it couldn't keep up. And uh, now with the NBA All-Star break, finally here this weekend in Orlando, which would be a great site for it. Um, for instance, TNT last night was uh, broadcasting uh, their pre- and halftime shows from uh, City Walk at Universal Studios. Uh, so I think it's going to be a fun weekend down there. But anyway, I think, you know, the whole insanity thing may finally, you know, come back to reality and, uh, you know, could be just more even keeled from here on out. You know, there's a nice break. Jeremy Lin, of course, will be We'll have a presence at the All-Star break, but he's not a member of the All-Star team. So I think it's just going to be, you know, good to see where it's all going to go from here. I think he is an absolute legitimate NBA player. I've seen enough. I'm a believer. Um, And, you know, again, needs to work on the turnovers, but there's a lot to like about his game. I love the way he comes down, uh, uses his left hand. Uh, He has the outside shot. you know, he's a player. I have no doubts. And uh, I think he's, you know, on to a potentially excellent NBA career. And uh, can't wait to see how the Knicks do. I mean, they have, you know, a lot of stars. Uh, you know, not only Lynn, of course, but Carmelo Anthony. Those two are just getting used to each other this week. As well as uh, Amari Stoudemire. And, uh, you know, that's their big three. And... Uh, so I think it's just going to be fascinating to watch, uh, to say the least. My low light of the week is Major League Baseball's botched handling of National League MVP Ryan Braun's drug test, which basically forced the arbitrator to throw out the test and overturn Braun's 50-game suspension. This is just the latest in what is really a two-decade debacle of steroids in baseball. I mean, this story is just, uh, you know, right out of Mayberry RFD, it seems like. Uh, you know, the goober who handled the sample 
basically didn't think the FedEx office was closed when he was done administrating the urine test to Braun. Uh, I guess it was on a Saturday, so he goes home, throws it in a dark cupboard, thinking that'll that'll work. And uh, then FedEx it uh, a day or two later. Braun then offered to do a DNA test, uh, which Major League Baseball turned down. Can't imagine why. Uh, the news conference, Ryan Braun's news conference, is literally happening as we speak. So can't listen to that because I'm talking to you. And, uh, you know, what he is saying at this moment may indeed determine his legacy. Um, And the final note on this uh, is simply, you know, what, if any, effect will it have on anybody else that's currently under suspension? A certain former Red Sox player comes to mind, Manny Ramirez. Uh, Is he going to appeal his current suspension? Because, as we know, he just recently signed with the Oakland A's. So the ramifications of this are could be far-reaching. And as my longtime listeners know, I am loath to talk about steroid stories. I have been forever. But I think this one just seals my silence on the topic once and for all. It's, it's just, you, you know, even when they catch somebody, they, get, they can't get that right. So I just think it's just absurd. I've, I've always thought for the last two decades, basically, it's been steroid pitchers throwing to steroid hitters. And, you know, we can choose to either watch it or not, and if we watch it, keep that in mind. It's just that simple. My bizarre story of the week is HBO's Inside the NFL interview with former Uber agent uh, Lee Steinberg, now a broken man, both financially and emotionally, done in by uh, severe alcohol abuse. It's uh, must-see TV. Um... I knew there was troubles, you know, I'd read it here and there over the past decade or so about an arrest, but the couple things that jumped out at me were, number one, Lee Steinberg is who the character Jerry Maguire was based on in the famous movie played by Tom Cruise. This guy was a dominant, dominant figure. He basically had 90% of the top players in the NFL, especially quarterbacks, locked up for... uh, for years, a couple of decades. I found the most telling interview to be when Drew Bledsoe was interviewed on this show just the other night on Inside uh, Inside Sports. Um, that, you know, he talked about people coming up to him at his wedding, Bledsoe did, and asking who who's the guy over there that's drunk. <laughs> and, uh, and him saying, you know, it was Steinberg, and I guess that was sort of the tip of the iceberg. And, uh, but, you know, Drew Bledsoe, again, as my listeners know, he lived in my small town here, Medfield, Massachusetts. We've met on a few occasions. We talked just this past fall when he was inducted in the Patriots Hall of Fame. And for him to come out uh, in an interview publicly and discuss this just floored me. And my final note is uh, he used to, Jerry, uh, Jerry yeah, Lee Steinberg threw the, repeat, the Super Bowl party Every Super Bowl weekend, his was the party to go to, and I had the pleasure to attend the one in Detroit in 2005 between uh, when the Seahawks played the Steelers. It was spectacular. I actually uh, met Lee Steinberg. We chatted for a minute or two, and I'll never forget this party. That was the day that uh, that 
Troy Aikman and Steve Young were elected into the NFL Hall of Fame. And within minutes after their election being announced, they come strolling into this party, um, which just says all you need to say about Lee Steinberg, that two of his Hall of Fame clients, uh, upon learning of their induction into the NFL Hall of Fame, where do they want to be? Lee Steinberg's party. That's all you need to know. And as my former co-host, Lee Mont-Williams from outside the huddle likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. It's that time of the show when we often have guests join us, and today we have Paul Cardello, host of WCTV's Sports Forum and college basketball play-by-play announcer. And welcome, Paul. Now that we've recovered from the Patriots' Super Bowl loss, we can turn our attention finally to some other sports that are starting to heat up. Well, thanks for having me on, John. Great great to talk to you and your audience. Well, it's our pleasure. Uh... You know, you and I have known each other now for a couple years. You have had uh, been nice enough to have me uh, do a number of things with WCTV, uh, be on your show, do a little sideline reporting, uh, do a little play-by-play. But I'll never forget the day we met, which was a couple of years ago at UMass Lowell when NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell gave the commencement address and uh because his father was being honored by the university and then uh you and i and and other media members attended uh a news conference with commissioner goodell and bob Kraft immediately following the commencement address and that's the day you and i met yeah and uh since then uh the song center has gotten an eight million dollar improvement from uh Chancellor Marty Meehan, so it's it's kind of like a hopping place up here in uh, northern Massachusetts. Well, that which is great for me because uh, I spent uh, maybe three of my favorite 
years of my 10 years as a newspaper reporter and editor, three of them were spent right down the street at the Lowell Sun, Lowell being Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, about 40 minutes north of Boston. And uh, so, yeah, and home of uh, Mickey Ward, I might add. Right. Uh, as in the fighter right. uh, fame. But, Paul, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're, we're finally uh, trying. Or putting, let's say, I don't think getting over is the right word. Putting the Super Bowl loss behind us and uh, moving into other sports, March Madness right around the corner. Uh, right. Why don't we start with basketball, which I know is a true love of yours. Uh, what's your basketball world like these days? Well, I got uh, three NCAA uh, playoff games here in the next four days between Division Three and Division Two. Uh, you know, I want, tomorrow Division Three Salem State and Bridgewater State, an NCAA tournament berth is on the line, and then uh, and then Sunday we UMass and Southern Connecticut play uh, open around in the Northeast Ten playoffs. And then we go into the quarterfinals, and then we have the Bentley Woman ranked number six in the nation, a very strong women's team that made it to the Elite Eight last year, and uh, uh, they they should be reckoned with in the in the East Regional favorite uh, for the in the women's division. But overall, we're real busy. But like you said, we're trying to recover from the uh, Patriot loss. But uh, we dissect and analyze things up here, and. Uh, Whatever, you know, it happened. We have to accept it. I've had to take my brunt of New York phone calls, and I had to handle it. So now it's time to move on. It is time to move on. It really is. And, uh, you know, my final word on it was, you know, tough loss. And, you know, we all know we're sort of uh, second-guessing what have you. But at the end of the day, it will never touch 2007 loss, the first one that ruined the perfect season, period. That's it. This one was just a game. That was uh, an epic sports moment that will that Boston fans will never, ever get over. I know it's easily my worst sports loss. So this was just, you know, nothing, you know, just, too, again, too bad. They had their chances. They didn't cash in, and the Giants deserved it. But uh, now, Paul, just, the, you know, talk about, talk about sports forum. Um, I, again, you've been nice enough to have me on frequently as a guest, including twice in the past month to discuss Super Bowl pre and post. And, uh, we mentioned Mickey Ward earlier. Uh, I know he's been a guest on your show. Tell me, tell me about some of the guests, you know, which I know are, uh, well, some of which I, are like household names that you've had over the years. Okay. We've had, uh, multiple. I've interviewed the three commissioners of, uh, let's see, baseball, Bud C. League, uh, David Stern, and we, you know, we got to interview Roger Goodell. The only one I haven't interviewed is uh, Gary Bettman from hockey. But, you know, I, we started as a tape delay, and now we're into uh, live webcasting, and it's on Comcast and Verizon on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Basically, there's no commercials. It's an open forum. We give our callers a lot of time to speak and really explain themselves. And I think that's the key to our program. We don't shut them off. And uh, that's been pretty good, you know. It's been pretty good here. So, uh, you know, so that, 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 you know, it started as a joke. We went from tape. Now it's live, just like Saturday Night Live. And, John, as you know, we don't have any commercials. And, you know, some of our guests really freak out when we tell them, but... 
uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, I've drawn hand out of all a uh, Hall of Fame God. He had everybody. The crew was laughing so hard. I didn't even think we were going to go on. He was, you know, he was a great guest. And uh, you know, for like a, a Bob LaBelle legend in New England sports uh, cast, uh, he got like the most phone calls when he was in at his top of his up popularity. But uh, you know, we 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 cover a lot of different things. Um, uh, you know, when Tufts uh, lacrosse in in Massachusetts, they won the Division Three lacrosse. Uh, championship. We were the first ones to have the head coach on when he won the won the national title. Uh, title. So that, you know, we do a lot of different things. We cross over to women's sports, uh, and um, we just went back. I know you had a conflict, but uh, the 50 greatest players. Uh, we went and covered that the induction of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Right. With it, with, with uh, the Olympic team, uh, you know, the dream team, and then we had the. They had the dream team, and then they were arguing the original dream team, the one with, uh, you know, with uh, way back when on the uh, uh, the original one with they, uh, Dave Bird, Magic, and Jordan. Yeah, and uh, ninety-two. Yeah, ninety-two and stuff. So that that was like an experience. So, I mean, I sat right in the middle in the front row, and to the left of me was uh, Oscar Robinson and Jerry West, and to the right of me was Larry Bird and uh, Magic Johnson. So. Like That's you, a, it was like a surreal moment, and then I looked up top, and there's Carl Malone and John Stockton. So that was an unbelievable experience. I don't think all of us have something like that my whole life. You know? That says it all, and it really does. And, and I love the format of your show, and, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention your longtime co-host, Wayne Fox, who I've gotten to know along with yourself, of course. Wayne was there the day we met with Commissioner Goodell's. Okay. Uh, speech and uh, you know but I know you do much more than just sports and you have in effect uh, you know embarked upon a wonderful program called iPods for Wounded Veterans uh, why don't you talk about that it's a very very uh, inspiring program to say the least Okay, well, what is the, what we do here is that uh, through my state representative, Jim Maselli, I, I was able to receive a Class A security clearance. And I'm able to go to Walter Reed uh, National Medical Center at Bethesda and, and to the tra- Traumatic Brain Center at Fort Belvoir in Virginia. And we see the most uh, seriously injured uh, soldiers, the badly burned ones, the amputees, and the ones who have uh, brain injuries. We deliver iPods, iTunes cards uh, for the amputees with the hands. We try to give them nook readers, uh, and then we try to like have a grand, a grand prize of an Apple iPad 2. And then we have a company called Hudson News out of Worcester, Mass., that gives them each uh, soldier gets about seven brand-new magazines that have never, never been read before. And also part of a program is called the Dear Soldier Campaign, where school children write letters to the soldiers and what it means to them for for the soldiers protecting our countries. The uh, thing about our program is that we see all branches of service. We see them all. And um, we, we, we drive 10 hours in a van, 10 hours in a van and uh, to go down there. But then... Uh, you know, it's just been an unbelievable experience to have people uh, thank you and can't believe that you're uh, 
you would do this from all you know all all across the country. Actually, we don't know the name of the soldiers. The soldiers, uh, we call them by state, Mr. California, Mr. Massachusetts, Mr. New Hampshire. Huh. And and, uh, and they just so, so appreciative to see us. And our board is all, uh, I should mention all these, these people, is uh, uh, John Parker, he's our uh, VFW Veterans Liaison, Joe Savanti is our Team Cell Liaison uh, to Washington, uh, Ed Williams is a, a Vietnam veteran. He's our secretary treasurer, and Wayne Fox, he's a co-chairman. And the mission, our mission statement here is that we don't want our soldiers to be treated like we were when we came back from Vietnam. And uh, for us to do this, to get everybody involved, as you know, we worked real hard on this, John, and we're going back April 20th. Uh, and this, hopefully, uh, this will be our best one. We, we got a lot of people, a lot of community support, and uh, went out and got to be a 5013C certified. We're a nonprofit public charity. We have a, uh, uh, our name is Team iPod. We have 26 volunteers that, uh, to do it, you know, to do this, to do everything, and no one takes a salary here. That's the emphasis we, we stress. So we get about 90 to 92, uh, 90 to 92 percent go back to the soldiers, and the rest is taken off of media relations and stuff like that. But uh, I can't tell you, uh, it's it's been a life changing experience. That's what I can tell you. Uh, you know, I know you talked to Wayne, you talked to me, you've talked to our crew members and what they 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 told you about it. But it's been a life changing experience, and you know, we just want to get more people involved more aware about the situation, how severely these soldiers are coming back, uh, how injured they are. And how would people best do that? How, how would they get in touch with you, the organization? If somebody who's listening right now says, I want to make a contribution in whatever fashion that may be, what, what's the best way to do that, Paul? Uh, iPodsForWoundedVeterans.org, O-R-G. Okay. Uh, yeah, you Excellent. go on there. If you want a corporate donation, donation, uh, you know, we, we uh, whatever amount we have, just that, you know, the way it has grown in 15 months. We had two boys who shoveled driveways last winter and donated $50 to buy an iPod shuffle for one of the wounded soldiers. We have a lot of people that donate uh, money towards iPods for family members that passed away in the uh, Korean World War II uh, uh, was in memory of them, and uh, uh, ten dollar iTunes cards. They 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 love them things. So it's just been anything technology driven, like uh, uh, Nook colors, uh, tablets. Uh, you know the Apple iPad two, uh, the Samsung Galaxy, and stuff like that. Anything like that to get their minds off their rehabilitation uh, because it's a long process. We just had a, a a wounded warrior, a woman soldier from Oklahoma, call us. Uh, unfortunately, she was in a Humvee and she got hit by an explosive. She was a medic. Her name is uh, Ashley Jones. Uh, she joined the service at 17 years old. She's from the Oklahoma National Guard. She's the first woman amputee in Oklahoma National Guard history. Uh, the, her bottom right leg was amputated, but she also received a fractured spine. She's at Fort Sam Houston in uh, in Texas, in San Antonio. 
so they contacted us. The family didn't have enough money to get an Apple iPad too, and uh, we put you know we put up the rest of the money, and uh, you know we wound up giving you know we wound up uh, going to Best Buy in uh, San Antonio, and they were able to pick it up. So that's what we do. We're here to support our troops in any way we can. And your money is uh, on all donations, uh, you know, go directly to the troops. We don't ship any items, FedEx or UPS or anything like that. We hand deliver. We have interaction with all the troops uh, that are involved. And that's probably the key element of this entire program. I mean, this is going to be our sixth trip. And we, we we drive down there. You know we you know we don't fly down there. We drive in a van to, uh-huh. to, to, to deliver this stuff. And we've been recognized by the you know Department of Defense by uh, uh, Rear Admiral M L Nathan at Bethesda Naval Center. And you know his slogan is "Your generosity changes lives." Hmm. So uh, it, it's been a unbelievable experience. Yeah, I know I know you saw some of the pictures of the troops, John. And, like I said, you go to Washington a lot, so you you know what it means to these uh, troops to see somebody from the outside to come out and give them a little something. Absolutely. Well, you you know that what uh, what I've done for years is the intersection of military and sports, which is why your program is so important and meaningful to me. And uh, you know, I write for Armchair General Magazine, where. Uh, just have an article. My interview with Coach Mike Shashevsky, uh has just uh, soon to be hitting newsstands, and uh, so the work you do is especially inspiring. And Paul, we're getting close to our break, but I know uh, that you've also taken veterans to Washington. In a, you know, I know you've had separate trips to see the veterans, the wounded veterans, but. You also had at least one trip where you took a lot of veterans to all the monuments. Tell, tell us a little bit about that, because I know I, I, I saw the, the video wrap-up of that, and it was inspiring, to put it mildly. Uh, we, we put a trip to Washington uh, to our veterans agent. They said, he said he wanted uh, the veterans to go see the monuments. But this is a, for like the first time you know, in the Merrimack Valley in Massachusetts, where we are, we we got veterans from all the wars: World War II, Korean, Gulf. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we had some uh, Afghan uh, Desert Storm troops. We all went on this bus. Uh, you know, a ten-hour uh, trip. We're going to see oh, how we're going to last on that. But we had two gentlemen from World War II, and they were telling us the stories about the Aleutian Islands and building the runway. Uh, for the invasion of Japan, and it was like captivating. That was like three hours on the bus, and they, these guys were like eighty-six and eighty-seven years old, and they knew step by step how they were going to do it, how we were going to invade Japan, how they unloaded the ships that were coming in and stuff, and it was like mesmerizing. I, you know, I you couldn't write a Hollywood script to have that happen to you, and you know everybody was just like captivated. And then we went, and then we went to all the monuments, and you know, all the Marine guys went to Iwo Jima, and we had, and you know, uh, they talked about that, and then the World War II uh, a monument, and uh, just to see them all. I mean, it, if you're an American, you have to go to Washington and see all the memorials. It, it should be like mandatory. I know my town, uh, the Wilmington Middle School, is now going to institute a, a, a trips to Washington every year. 
But for everyone who's listening to this, take the time and go to Washington. And the other thing was the Smithsonian Institute to go out to the hangar at Dulles Airport to see all the airplanes, to see the Enola Gay, and the, you know to, to see the Spitfire, and you know, all the great aircraft over there, and it's three giant hangars connected, and see them all all at once. It's it's just an amazing experience. That's you could spend two days in in that place, but I advise everybody amazing. to go to Washington. You know, well, and the other thing I like right. to say to you as quickly, and I know you got to go. But if you see a veteran walking down the street, just go up to him and say, thank you for serving our country. Because we've got to remember it's an all-volunteer army. And, you know, these guys are doing three and four tours of duty, uh, you know, over, over in Afghanistan and Iraq. Well said. Perfect way to close, Paul. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Again, it's... Uh, uh, you know, been something I've been wanting to do for a while uh, is to have you on my show to talk about this. It's perfect timing, and uh, once again, iPod for WoundedVeterans.org. Great talking sports. Great talking the really important stuff like iPods for Wounded Veterans. And Paul, I look forward to having you on again soon. And uh, good luck as we move into March Madness. It's a busy time for all of us. Well, I think the next show is. Uh are going to be about Jeremy Lynn and how uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets cut him, and he was always like going it. to get cut by the Knicks. That's the great untold story. <laughs> I like it. Okay, well, thanks, thanks again, Paul, and it's time for our break, and joining us on the other side will be Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America. Welcome back to All Around Sports, and to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. You can email me at iir at comcast.net. And joining us on the line now is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post. And welcome, Barry. After last night's loss to the Heat, where does Lynn's sanity and the Knicks go from here? Well, as as as... As the back page of the New York Post said today, Lynn Epps. You know, so I guess we haven't run out of puns yet. Uh, I like that. You may yeah. never run out of puns. No, no. That's, well, that's what we do. So, But, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, when, when the Knicks were on, the, on their eight-game winning streak, you know, when, when, you know, when Jeremy Lynn was, was helping them pull out one amazing victory after another, after another, after another, 
you know, obviously it's, it, it's not something that is going to sustain it for the rest of the season. It can't. Nothing can. You know, no, no streak, you know, no athlete, no one athlete is capable of, of carrying a team, you know, for an entire season. It's, it's so rare that it happens, it happens especially, uh, you know, someone who up till now has been as unheralded as Jeremy Lynn has. You know, let's face it, you know, before a couple of weeks ago, no one really had ever, ever heard of the guy. So, you know, it, it, it's been, it's been crazy and it's been fun. It's been a terrific story to follow. Uh, but, you know, there's gonna, there are gonna be nights like last night. Uh, you know, the heat, it was just a, a good spot for the heat. They were, they were sitting and waiting for him. And, you know, really they, they did something that other teams just haven't been able to do up to this point, uh, which is they harassed him, they doubled him, they forced him into turnovers. I mean, you know, he had, he had his, by, you know, easily his, his worst game since becoming a starter. So, you know, and the other the other thing happening now with Lynn Sanity also is the, the offshoot of this is, you know, you got to remember too when he first came on the you know the Knicks had a lot of injuries they had a patchwork lineup, and since he's in the starting lineup, well they first got Amari Stoudemire back, then they got Carmelo Anthony back, then they they signed J.R. Smith, so you know it's it's it, the face of the team is is constantly changing, and I think what's happening here is that. What what you're going to see is the Knicks trying to forge some kind of identity, which they hadn't really had. And it's funny that uh, Carmelo's first game back was the game they lost against the Nets. And, you know, Jeremy played fairly well in that game, but uh, Carmelo did not. And he looked rusty, and he looked kind of out of sorts. And, you know, the questions immediately begin with this team. You know, it's just, it's just the, 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 the way... Uh, the way the beast works in New York, you know, it's, it's kind of what he's done for me lately. And, you know, you know, you can win eight games in a row, but you, know, you lose one game and, and not look good doing it. And all of a sudden people are starting to ask questions again. And certainly, you know, you know, Miami has proven itself to be, you know, among the, the cream of the NBA for the season. So you, you don't have to expect something like that to happen, you know, as it happened last night. Um, you know, it's not, it's not going to be the Jeremy Lin show every night. It just isn't going to be as much as we'd like it to be because it's a great, great fun to watch. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, okay, how, how will, I think the story the rest of the way is going to be more, you know, how will the Knicks react? How will they all fit in together? It's not, it's no, it's not a matter of Jeremy Lin fitting in or Carl Anthony fitting in or Mark fitting in. It's how they're, they're going to get all these pieces to work together. And that's, and that's going to fall on Mike D'Antoni and, the coaching staff, and you know, it's good. That's that's really going to be be the story for the rest of the season. I think you know how are all these pieces going to work in sync together? You know, to help the Knicks build on what they've accomplished over the season. You know, it, it it it's either going to work. It's either going to, they're going to find a way to make it work, or it's going to just continue to be more dysfunction as we move forward. So you know, again, it's, it's up to the coaching staff to kind of see where it goes from here. Well, it is going to be fascinating, and, and you're right by simply saying that, you know, nothing like this can be sustained. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's, you know, Tom Brady to Babe Ruth. It just cannot be sustained like it's gone for the last uh, two and a half, three weeks. And uh, I think it's just a perfect sort of way to bring what is, what is the insanity over insanity to a close. By that I mean he, he finally, you know, had a bad game. It had to happen against a team that is just sizzling hot right now. And then you now have the all-star break, which is, you know, obviously just a natural break. So again, hopefully 
when we return, we'll be able, from the All Star break. We'll be able to, uh, you know, proceed in a, in a more normal fashion, shall we say, with the rest of the next season. I think they're an intriguing team. I, I, I hope the Knicks and the Celtics meet in the postseason and have sort of a big three uh, versus big three, uh, you know, blood war, which I think is exactly what it would be. You know, the up and coming Knicks and the Celtics. Last stand. <laughs> I think it yeah, could be fabulous. I mean, yeah, that could that could happen. And you know, you know, certainly the the, the, the they've been saying seems like they've been saying for a few years now that the window's closing on the Celtics. You know, and you know it, it may be, but you know, yeah, that's true. But you know, just getting back to the Knicks for a second. You know, another thing that you really have to remember about this whole you know their run during the whole the uh, insanity was that you know outside of their win over the Lakers in that stretch, they really didn't beat. A team, any teams that are really teams you would call top of the NBA. So you know, a lot of that was done against you know teams that were really you know kind of some of the bottom feeders and some of the you know lower division teams. So you kind of have to keep everything in perspective too. You know, yeah, you know, wow, the Knicks won eight in a row. But if you really examine the streak, you know, like I said, outside of, of their win over the Lakers, which was you know a shocking uh, turn of events on national TV when. Lynn outscored Kobe Bryant, you know, it was done against, you know, not, not the greatest team in the league. So, you know, you just kind of have to temper it a little bit. But, you know, uh, some of that was overlooked because of the euphoria of, uh, of, of New York and, and, and how people just across the country just grabbed onto the story. And, just, and, and yeah, it is a great story. And we're, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to minimize the impact of this story, but you just have to, I think it's important for all of us just to kind of, Keep it all in perspective as to what it really means. Looking at the big picture, yeah, they beat the, the Knicks. You know, one went on a run. You know, some of those teams they beat weren't weren't that great. So, you know, moving forward, I think you have to kind of just kind of keep that in the back of your mind when you when at the end of the year when we when we look back and assess this whole story. That's got to be a big part of it. Yeah, well, everybody, particularly Jeremy Lin, simply needs time to breathe. It's just been like at this, you know, hyper warp speed for again close to three weeks. Uh, nobody can keep it up. Not even ESPN can keep up the pace they've been keeping up with Jeremy Lin. You just can't do it, and Jeremy Lin can't keep it up, and fans, all of it. Um, again, you know, I think as I said at the top of the show, I have, I've seen enough. He's going to be an NBA player with the potential for uh, an excellent career. I love the way he's handled it. And uh, the, the Knicks are a very intriguing team with Carmelo and uh, Stoudemire to go along with Lynn. And uh, at the end of the day, what I'm most happy about is, you know, I'm sure you are too, basketball is at its best when it's important in New York City, especially in the Garden. And that has now happened. And it's just been wonderful to see. And uh, again, I want to continue, and it will not continue at the pace it's been for the last three weeks. But uh, again, it's it's a better basketball world when, you know, MSG, Madison Square Garden, and the Knicks are relevant. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And, you know, it's it's really gotten to the point where Knicks games have really become – an event, you know, when, when, when they're losing, I mean, there's, there's always celebrities in tow, you know, there's always Spike Lee and there's always Woody Allen and, you know, a few right. others, but, but it just seems like when, when they go on a streak, when they get good, um, you know, people just come out of the woodwork and just, you know, support the Knicks because they're, because there are a lot of people who, 
who who love this team and so you know it's 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 a it's a flagship franchise in the NBA and you know certainly uh, you know I, I think you know all leagues do better you know it's just that that's that's just the way it works I mean most leagues are are you know their home offices are are based in New York I mean I, I believe all the all the all the all the major leagues have their their main offices in New York so. You know, it just it just kind of goes together that the, the the biggest city and the, it's a if it's a good team in that city, it just it just means so much. I mean, you know, look at what the Giants accomplished, and you know, look what the Yankees accomplished, you know, in the in the past, you know, in their recent history being very good. So, yeah, I mean, if 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 the Knicks can can maintain that, and uh, you know, certainly if uh, if the Rangers can maintain it in the NHL and then go on to what 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 some people think they can do. So, yeah, I mean, it does. It, it carries a lot of weight, and uh, it, it makes it fun. It really does. Well, that leads perfectly right into my next point, which was simply you, you mentioned the Rangers. And, you know, with the, the Rangers and Bruins have played some great games, the defending champion Bruins, and they've had the Bruins have had their issues, but they looked like they uh, said enough is enough the other night when they beat the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis, and the Rangers are just having a year of years. Where do you think it's heading with the Rangers? I know you're a hockey guy, so, uh, you know, what's your outlook? Uh, you know, are, are the Rangers going to join the party of uh, uh, potential champions based I in New York? I, I think there's a good chance that they can. I, I think that... Um, They've had a little bit of a burp lately. The last three games, they've 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 sputtered a little bit. You know, going into Pittsburgh, getting shut out. But you know, a, a lot is being talked about about uh, a possible trade at the deadline uh, for the Rangers. You know, Rick Nash is a guy that, that 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 comes up a lot, and we've spoken about him before. You know, he's a supremely talented guy. Uh, you know, he's he's in his late twenties, and he's making, but he makes a lot of money. And you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of question, at least for for observers. I mean, you know, I, I I agree with the assessment that you know if uh, I've always believed that that, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you know, this team has played so well, and their chemistry is so good, and the team concept has been so good this year. And uh, you know, anyone who has watched uh, who watched the twenty four seven series about HBO, I think. You know, I you did. really got a feel for what for what these guys are like and, and what they mean to each other and how they stick together. And it's really come out this season. They have a superb goaltender, Henrik Lundqvist. They've got a lot of guys playing really well. Um, and there's a there's a really legitimate that if they were to make a trade uh, that would be in a Rick Nash or somebody like that. Uh, you know, Dustin Brown is another guy that's come up in the last couple of days as, as being available uh, from Los Angeles Kings. Any trade like that is go, you're going to give up a, a or two of your current roster. You, know, you 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 run the risk of affecting that chemistry so hard to build throughout the first half of the season. So, you know, do you make a move like that? You know, if it's a move that you think can put you over the top, you might think about doing it. But you know, for for somebody who makes a lot of money, or a guy who may or may not fit in to your team chemistry. Uh, a move that would alter the chemistry of your team, I, I don't think do it. And, you know, my opinion uh, of the Rangers situation is that you, you let things be because they, they've been so good this year. You know, they've, they, they've kind of given the city visions of, of another 
of another parade down at Canyon of Heroes. And, you know, I, I think they're capable of doing it. They've certainly played uh, as they're capable. Of doing it. We all know that defense and goaltending is in the playoffs. And there's a lot of people who complain, well, they don't, have, they don't score that many goals. Well, it's true they don't, but as we all know, uh, defense and goaltending are the keys in the playoffs. So they, that's been working for them, and that should continue to work. And if I were them, I, I wouldn't do anything. That, that, that's just me. And, you know, but, the, but, you know, when every time... You have a trade situation, a trade deadline situation. You're going to have, uh, you know, the the teams that are that are sellers. Uh, you know, they're, they're, those guys are going to be out there, and there's going to be temptation. So, you know, you just have to, it's up to each team to determine what the best fit is for them. And you know, some teams are willing to make that gamble, so others aren't. And I, personally, I don't think the Rangers should. I think they should just stick to what they have because it's let's face it, it's been working for them this year. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be. Uh... Exciting to watch. Uh, as I said earlier, I'd love to see the Knicks and the Celtics. I would equally love to see the Rangers and the Bruins uh, play in the postseason. And, you know, moving on to another sport, baseball, and we're, uh, we're very near the end. I, I can't help but say this. Uh, I had just had a Manny sighting on ESPN uh, a few minutes ago, and I had mentioned Manny earlier in the opening segment in relation to Ryan Braun. And, uh, wow, Manny looked like uh, he's just come out of bodybuilding school. I've never, I've never seen him look so cut and in such great shape, and I watched him for a lot of years right here at Fenway Park. Um, what do you think of the whole Ryan Braun thing? And, again, we're coming up to the end of the show, but I did want to get your take on that. Well, it's funny because he had a press conference uh, this morning, and he was just saying it. He, he maintains that he was innocent. He maintains that he did not take anything illegal. He, he swears by it. So, you know, he, he's saying he was innocent, and the process is flawed, and, you know, they can, they can say all they want, but he, he maintains he didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, for, for, for a league that always seems to, you know, kind of trip over itself when PR, baseball been very, very, very bad at that, or very good at that, depending on, on your perspective. Um, you know, this was you know this whole this whole story of Ryan Dwarf was something that they just you know they, they were just like, oh my god, we don't want to deal with something like this. And you know, baseball always seems to you know, find its way toward these kinds of stories. But uh, you know, yes, hey, they do. Said, yeah, they do. And he said he didn't do it, but you know, it's it, hopefully it's it, it's over now because his suspension has been overturned. So he won his appeal, and you know, good for him. So let's 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 just hope that this this story to an end, and you know, and baseball can just go on and you know, kind of kind of heal itself from this because they 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 took a big hit from this, and as as they do for all these types of stories. So let's hope that this is the end of this chapter. Absolutely. Well, especially as a you know a reigning MVP, uh, you, you exactly. know, which is which is just I mean. I remember the night coming home on a Saturday night when the news broke, and it was just you know late at night, and flicked on ESPN, and there it was, and just kind of shaking my head because you know Ryan Braun is, I think universally viewed was universally viewed as quote one of the good guys. I mean he's our size, shall we say, mm-hmm. and yet he was the MVP, and. Uh, Again, you know, I don't want to uh, dwell on that, but, you know, again, just seeing Manny Ramirez, uh, I can't help but wonder what, if anything, this will mean for Manny's 50-game suspension. I'm still a little stunned 
having just saw him moments ago in an Oakland A's uniform, again, looking in the best shape I've ever seen him look in his career. Uh, you know, I think we all saw the ESPN video of him working out with uh, the blue hairs down at the pool in Florida over the winter. And uh, <laughs> that was comical at best. Uh, I thought it was a PR stunt, and maybe it was. But uh, nonetheless, he clearly has been working out, to put it mildly. Well, let's, and uh, Let's hope that, you know, and, and, you know, again, here's a guy with, a, you know, as, as checkered a pass as, as, as they come. You know, let's, you know it, it, we're all a little cynical, aren't we, when we look at these and, you know, you just wonder, okay, he, yeah, he looks great. And I'm looking at a picture, you know, right now of him. And it's probably the picture you're talking about. He's just kind of walking along the field, and he's got two his arms look, he looks like a bodybuilder. It looks terrific. But he, he you know, does. But let's just hope that those were that, that that those results were achieved cleanly, shall we say? And you know, there's always going to be yes. you know uh, cynicism and doubt, especially with a guy like Manny. So you know, maybe so much not so much with a Ryan Braun because, as you said, he always had a good reputation and. You know, you know, people always expected that from him, but you know, with Manny, you know, let's face it, the guy's, uh, you know, the guy does have a history of this, so you know, that remains to be seen. But uh, let's hope for his sake that they were achieved cleanly, and he can make a comeback and be a good story himself once again. You got it, Barry. Well said. Good way to end the show. My pick of the weekend for TV viewing is the Daytona 500, the Great American Race. And thank you again, Voice America, for listening. And we'll look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.